0: Shazam! Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And every week we test the limits of our friendship by
1: disagreeing about literally everything we watch, listen to, and consume. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. You
0: want to hear something hilarious? Always, I think, you're, I think you'll appreciate this. So, you know, we when we did Miscast last night and we, sure did. we did a big show and in rehearsal before, you know, we all give each other notes and thoughts on things. And I was like, oh, hey, um, Johnny, there's this one part that I want to I was like, it always kind of bumps me a little bit. Like I, I wanted to tell you about it. And I told him and he goes, that's something that Mandy actually specifically asked me to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, which person? I missed the name of the Johnny, person.
0: Johnny when he was doing the Dead Mom song, which is a great song by the way, you guys, like oh. whether your mom's alive or not. It's a great just great to sing I about a dead entirely. mother. <laughs> I think it's
1: a crappy song and I don't like Beetlejuice and I know your girls do, but oh, I am not a Beetlejuice musical fan.
0: No, Beetlejuice is like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's that it's the Oh, same. it is?
1: Oh, I thought you liked it too.
0: No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Oh. No, I, I, but understand that I will now love these musicals because it'll be like, oh, remember when my kids were little and they loved this? But no, no. Their, their tastes are not discerning, as you know. They love no. everything. They love everything,
1: yeah. which I, when I love it, I'm so excited when they loved something rotten, or I took them to see Oliver and they loved it. That thrills me. When they love things
0: I don't love, they can suck it. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Your
1: daughters, your children. It's
0: exhausting for me. I have to be hypercritical for the whole family. (laughs) (sighs) You you bear the load. But you know what I'm not hypercritical of? My family told me last night, because I got home after the show last night, and... Patrick says to me, and I think there's nothing that can top that evening because, you know, there were friends, big laughs, so much fun. I love performing. What a successful night. And I get home and Patrick is like, well, you know, there's another succession. And I (gasps) giddy, skipped around. And he's like, are you too tired? And I was like, shut your mouth. And we went. I'm so happy for you right now. Yeah. Yeah. I am that excited for that TV show. And it was so good. It delivers on every uh. level. So I got to have miscast. I got to have that kind of performing sex. And then I had succession mm-hmm. sex. And then I'm not sure because I was pretty tired, but I may have had actual sex. Like it, it was like a fucking At night. It was a trifecta. Yeah, you don't have sex in the morning because you with the, the toothpaste mouth, you know, you want to have like nice breath. No, I prefer an afternoon delight. Afternoon in the middle of the day with the lights on. Mandy, I am so
1: tired by eight PM. I, what am I gonna do? No, this yeah, afternoon or it's or it's not happening. Wow, that's unless unless we're in a hotel, in which case you can't stop us. Mm. I do love hotels; a hotel. are the best. Yeah, yeah, hotels yeah. are a
0: great spot. Yeah. Hmm, for sure. Oh, this this took a very personal turn. <laughs> do you have? <laughs> do you also have Jeremy leave money on the dresser? Because I love that. Who? <laughs> <laughs> nice one.
1: God, for banks. Thanks. Me. I, oh, a woman approached me after the show, a fan, and said, sure. um, oh, I don't, I was at the last one and I work with, and I said, I remember you. Your name is Erin. It's nice to see you again. And she was blown away that I remembered her. And... She's like, your memory is amazing. And I was like, I'm going to need you to go tell my husband that right now. <laughs> and she was on a mission. She said, which one's your husband? I'll tell him. And Jer was shocked because my memory sucks these days. So
0: Okay. it was. I know this woman you're talking about, Erin Moore. I just met her last night, but I remember her name yes. because she's so dynamic and wonderful. I think she should be our she's delightful. new best friend. I think Erin Moore should come into the Mandy circle. Like maybe she'll be a... You know, an honorary. Well, Mandy. I'm
1: sitting outside her house right now.
0: Do I <laughs> just knock on the door? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let me text her. Yeah. No. No.
1: Let's let's get her. Let's bring her in. Yeah. It's all about. And uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, recruiting. Yeah. So I met some audience members last night who were very excited and enthused, and said to me, "You know, I sing. Uh, how do I get up there? I would love to do the show." Sure. And I always answer. Just get my email, or you know, reach out to me and on social, and and at Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Glavens on Instagram, and I'll I'll fill you in, you know, and sure. we'll get the ball rolling. Yeah. And then I said, you know, it's funny because after the show, some people actually start singing at me, and that's not that's not ideal. Don't audition in the room. Just email me within two minutes. Somebody was singing at me. Same woman who I just said that to starts belting out
0: a song from Annie. Wait. Well, which song? I mean, that's important. That shows a lot about taste.
1: The the duet with Daddy Warbuck. Together at last. Oh, okay. Together forever. Well, not the most. But it was really, I was like, I just told you not to do that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> have has anyone ever, have has any anyone ever, like, you've been like, I don't think so. I don't think I want you to be a part of Miscast. Or I don't think I want you to be in the show this week. And then somebody comes to you with, like, an amazing idea. And you're like, oh, we got to do that. Yes.
1: And sometimes that backfires. Because if I'm hesitant about having somebody in the show, it's because oh, I think you'll agree the level of talent in the show is really high. Yeah. and <laughs> And sometimes I... I don't want to invite somebody in because they're a more amateurish singer or they just haven't been on stage and, they, you yeah. know, they're not confident. Sure. And but then they blow me away with, well, I was thinking I could do this idea and I was going to do it this way. And I get so excited. Yeah. And sometimes it works. Sure. And sometimes it's like, no, my instincts were right. I shouldn't have said yes.
0: I think. But it's hard. I, I'm a people pleaser. Oh, uh, I, I that's not my impression of you. <laughs> You. <laughs> um, when, um, well, I remember when we did Xanadu. I can't remember whose idea that was, but suddenly, like, I remember us both being like, "If that doesn't happen on this planet, I might die." Right. Like, I thought the yes. Earth would implode if we didn't do suddenly from Xanadu. Oh, we've done it on twice. Fake roller skates. Wait, twice? Yeah. Did we do a best of? We revived it for the greatest. Sh-
1: yeah, we did a greatest hits. I forgot about the greatest hits. That's right. Yeah, man, you've been yeah. busy. Yeah, well, I actually, and then we can move on from miscast, but when we did The Greatest Hits, it was our 20th show. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's a great time to bring back some of the songs everybody loves. We revamped and retooled and made them a little special, but it didn't sell as well as other shows. And I think people thought, oh, I've seen a bunch of these. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go see the same song done by the same people that I saw. So I'm not going to fall prey and do another Greatest Hits because it just feels like. Yep we lose some of our regular audience. How can you think,
0: choose just one? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Did, were you able to do anything but miscast this week? Probably not. Oh, well, I went to see a movie. Oh, because that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. This week I assigned you Are You There God It's Me Margaret. Uh, which is in movie theaters. I went and saw a screening of it. So I cheated a little bit because I went and saw a screening of it. But then because I'm a good person and because I'm a huge fan, I went again. And so I got to go and experience the movie with my 10-year-old uh, sitting next to me, squealing, big thumbs up at every trailer. I'm telling you, it's it really, she, every time, oh, we got to go see that. After every trailer yep. that kid. That's why she's one of my favorite movie dates. <laughs> she, you know, if, if they do a commercial for Pepsi, she's like, we gotta get a Pepsi. Like, it's, yeah, you're welcome, ad, p- advertising. <laughs> Procter & Gamble, you're welcome. My daughter will buy anything you're selling. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, should we play the trailer so people know get a sense of are you there god it's me margaret
0: well i think that if people don't know what it is they're assholes but yeah we can play the trailer
1: all right for all you assholes out here here's the trailer
0: are you there god it's me margaret i'm here to speak to you today about your changing body the blood is released through the vagina please just do this one thing for me just be normal and regular like everybody else. Just please, 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 please,
1: please. I've decided I want you to join my secret club. <sighs> if you want to be in the club, then you have to wear a bra. Oh. Do you, you think you need one?
0: Are you okay? You can tell me the truth. Ah!
1: Fine, good. Yes. We have the Campus Improvement Committee. Any volunteers? Social Committee. Fundraising Committee.
0: Ugh. And how are you? I read that when you don't have any loved ones around, your life expectancy drops drastically. But you know, I've had a good run. Okay. Right. There you go. See, now you're actually going, oh, of course I know what that is. Um, Judy Bloom, best selling book from what? In the 80s, right? And at the time, who even knew? I feel like maybe even earlier, but I could be wrong. Oh, I think it was the 80s. Let me see. I will I'll have the research. Look at it. the
1: cover. Oh. Have you seen the cover of the original? Oh, God, it's so precious.
0: I, oh, I don't know if I've seen the, um, when was Are You There? God, it's me, Margaret, written. I don't think I've seen well, the original. this was
1: adapted by and directed by Kelly Freeman Craig, oh. who is, I think, 13 years old herself. She looks so young. It was. It's shocking to click
0: on her IMDb and see really how I, young and beautiful this woman is. I didn't look at her yeah. IMDb. She's so yeah. dang talented. Yeah, I think she's a tremendous director. And you're right. It was 1970. I was completely wrong. That would make sense. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: I think I cut out. What did you say? (laughs) Um, Wait, I cut out. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) uh, She had written the movie, which I still haven't seen, Edge of Seventeen. She wrote and directed that. uh, That was her big splash into
0: Hollywood. And this is how she followed it up. She has found her niche. Oh, God. And she's so I mean, I loved Edge of Seventeen. I did see that. You know, that's not even my type of of, uh, movie. It's not my t- my genre, not anything I'd be interested in, and like, yeah, she's crushing it. Oh, she also wrote another movie. Oh, she's hot right now. Another movie that I saw the trailer for when I went and saw Are You There God? It's Me Margaret. Did you see the trailer for Ordinary Angels?
1: With I think I did. Oh, I think I cried. With is that Hillary Swain? Yes. Yes, so... I c- couldn't stop crying through that trailer.
0: Okay, I want to know this woman, this Kelly Freeman Craig. She she seems amazing because she's really... Uh, okay, so for my taste, I'll go first. I have a feeling you didn't like it um, because, well, you're a robot, right? Like I, It was a very emotional piece, very... Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh,
1: about- but can we go one episode without you calling me that? I mean... Well, I'm not a robot. I know
0: you're not a robot. I'm joking. um it it was uh I, I was very emotional and very like, but I think she has a real way of making it emotional and m- beautiful without being like, I think her tone is so good. Like, Margaret is so good in this movie. she's such a good actress uh and and all all of the acting was really good, so it she really it could go hallmark real quick. But in my mind, Mm -hmm. it doesn't. It's so satisfying Mm -hmm. and so authentic and it feels very natural. And it, but it also has a very optimistic sweet feel without being like sugary saccharine. I just thought she hit the right tone. She made it so, such a safe place. Like I took my girls and it was like, it was a little bit of that dabbling and stuff that's Tough to talk about religion and right. boys and all that stuff. But it was such an Adolescent sexuality. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of of
1: information in here, yeah. which I remember from the book. Yeah. I remember learning, we must, we must,
0: we must increase my budget. That's the only thing I took away from this book. I forgot that it was about God completely. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I remember her talking to God and I remember it's trying... Right
1: there in the title. No, no, but I yeah.
0: mean, I remember talking to God because Margaret did and i remember mm-hmm. sort of loving that she talked to god but i don't remember the whole story about the that she had a jewish father and a christian mother and that, that she you know they hadn't chosen a religion for her that that was all new to me because i'd forgotten it was in the book did you remember that from the book not really
1: i remembered more so the kissing in the closet seven minutes in heaven and Mm -hmm. all of the sexy stuff yeah was what left an impression on me sure i get it but i remember (laughs) similarly i remember going to tara's house and she had uh a vcr and they had risky business on either beta or or vhs and i remember we they our parents left us alone and we were in the basement fast forwarding to the dirty scenes the the remote control had a wire and we were fa- we just watched the dirty scenes and one of us was like looking out the window to make sure our parents weren't coming oh and the other one was God. fast forwarding so i i was very 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 interested in all things sex mm-hmm. at the time i read this book mm-hmm. you know 11 12 when it was like what is this mystery and what's happening and so and judy bloom was right there with me with forever and with this yeah
0: and, um, yeah
1: because i was also a massive judy bloom reader of super fudge and blubber and all of those oh uh,
0: yes i loved all those
1: yeah i remember. yeah I rem- but those are younger those aren't those don't involve kissing and boobs right but i guess they don't all are, are you there god was the first one that i was like uh yeah she's talking about boobs
0: although there was the one um deenie I don't think I read that one. Oh. Yeah, I remember Deanie. Deanie had to wear a leg brace. She had scoliosis. Oh. So she had to wear... Oh, her... I don't like stories about people with leg braces. <laughs> so I didn't read that one. Oh, it's one. very specific. Well, if you... Um, you could, That's a filter on Barnes & Noble, actually. So when you're looking for a book, yeah. you can filter out yeah. stories of people with leg braces. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what did you... You're, you're being cagey. I, I have a feeling you didn't like it, but I can't imagine why. So...
1: I am being cagey because I like to torment you. Yeah. And the fandies. Let, let them suffer. I liked it. I was told by you and our mutual friend, Abdi, who both went to the screening, yes, that this was a revelatory film. Oh. So I went with much higher expectations than I should have had. Oh, yeah. I feel like had I gone just like it's going to be nostalgic and sweet and I'm going to go see this movie. I think I would have been better set up to love it. But instead I was thinking this is going to change my world. I was going to bring Casey, but I could only go when he was in school. Right. Uh, I'm really glad I didn't bring Casey. I think he would have found it very boring. There's a lot of nothing going on for a lot of the movie. I
0: don't think that's true. That's it's a, it's what's going on in their faces. Are you disagreeing with me? What I do you am. Mean? That's completely <laughs> false. Like he sees a human being. He likes to watch human beings do stuff. I agree with you, though. All the content is so like you know ah, splashy. Got to be edgier. Got to be faster. And I I disagree with that fundamentally. I don't think it's serving us. As I think it's a uh, I think it's a great thing to have a movie that's like kind of sweet and like just explores just where this girl is like it's a true coming of age story. Although I I'm sorry that anybody used the word revelatory. I you know what my my experience is? Whenever I say it was so good, people go, "Oh, thank God because it was so special to so many people and right. these types of things people can take IP and like really screw it up and really go against uh-huh. the the nature of what the book was and i think this was a very true representation of what the book was and in that way it was revelatory right i agree
1: uh and maybe i added the word revelatory but i heard two people rave about this movie Mm -hmm. and then when i went to see it it didn't it's not rave worthy for me I, i enjoyed it yeah i respect the hell out of this director and writer i think she's phenomenal wonderful yeah and i'm really excited i thought the acting was really 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 great particularly the young woman who played oh. nancy wheeler her name is l graham oh. she is a massive star oh.
0: <laughs> it's so funny i was i thought margaret was the you, star i mean they're both stars i thought they were incredible
1: they're both and margaret abbey Ryder force Fortin is talented oh. and she was charming but nancy wheeler has to come into this movie with all her personality and I thought yeah she's she's a really talented kid she's really dynamic and edgy and and outgoing and then Nancy Wheeler has a big turn where she has to be completely vulnerable and raw. Yeah. And I thought and I actually when that happened I was like, "Oh god, I remember that plot point." But I thought this young actress Elle Graham really pulled it she off. She did. She really I thought maybe really they just did. found a really you know, spunky teenager and threw her in this movie and let her do her thing. But no, she's a true actor. She was, I thought, the the special one to me. Yeah. I
0: loved her. Yeah, she was really, really good. And uh, by the way, can we talk about Kathy Bates for a minute? (laughs) Can we talk about her for an hour? (laughs) Laugh out loud. She was laugh out loud. I laughed at every time she opened her mouth. She played the perfect Jewish grandmother who was like, uh, I'm never gonna see you again. <laughs> when, she played when they- every woman in my family.
1: Like it was so familiar <laughs> oh. on a visceral level. I wonder. I don't think she is Jewish. I wonder. No, I don't know. At her IMDb, she she's was- Irish, Scottish, German. I mean, perhaps. And then. It brings up that whole dumb thing like, well, is she allowed to play a Jewish grandmother if she's not Jewish? Right. And the answer is yes. She was. Perfection. perfection. Yes. I, and still so lovable. Their relationship oh, is so heart melting. That's what I love. How close Margaret
0: and her grandmother are. She, oh. Kathy Bates has, there's so, you know, she can do so much. But one thing that I think is very unique to her that not a lot of actresses, maybe Sally Field also has this. But I feel like Kathy Bates infuses whatever she does, like, with this optimism, right? She has this sunny, she has a sunny disposition sometimes. She really, like, is just an open-hearted, big-hearted, shiny kind you of... You
1: have not seen misery. No, I
0: know. I'm not saying everything. But when, you know, like, fried yeah. green tomatoes, like, when she's doing something where she's got to be this really sweet, sweet... She was... While she was still being very, like, manipulative of the mom and very, like you know, say. Passive-aggressive. Yeah, passive-aggressive. She was so lovable while she was doing it. Like, it came from such a place of, like, just real love for her granddaughter and, you know, wanting, struggling. I think they did a really good job. This The writer-director did a really good job with providing enough meat for the parents, right? They all kind of had juicy scenes and interesting storylines. And that, you know, I think that's great that they allowed this kid's movie to have that balance. I always enjoy that as a parent watching a movie that's kind of for kids. I don't remember the parents
1: from the book, but, you know, I was only reading it from my young perspective. And Rachel McAdams is suffering, the character, not her, (laughs) is really suffering from feeling lost. She's going to give up her career and move out to the suburbs, and now she's going to volunteer for every... Uh, it reminded me of you, every committee on the PTA, she raised her hand. She was so vulnerable and desperate to find something. And I think that if you're a young woman watching this movie and you're 13 or 14, it was a nice way to feel like, there I am up on the screen in these young girls. They're even younger. They're 11 and 12. And then almost a cautionary tale about, but when I grow up, I don't have to give up my goals and dreams. And I don't have to, you know, feel lost like that. I I thought it was a nice pr- projection into the future of womanhood, especially at that time. Yeah. Yeah. She was expected to cook and clean and be a PTA mom and that wasn't her. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked her very much. I love um,
0: her. I she she's one of those actresses I'm just like, "Oh yeah, pretty much anything you do." But she was just really good in this and she just She always makes the most out of something that's just pretty much a straightforward mom, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know that I've seen her do anything like this. My knowledge of her is primarily Wedding Crashers and Mean Girls and Game Night, one of my all-time favorites. So I think of her as a comedian where I don't necessarily love her sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think she pushes and I'm not a huge fan. This was a very grounded, lovely performance. Um, When things go well for Margaret, she can't help but cry. When things go poorly <laughs> for Margaret, she can't help but cry. Yeah. I know a mom like that. <sighs> I'm pointing to me because nobody can see me. I, it, she's so invested in loving. Oh, my God. And, and makes mistakes. We're all fallible. We all make mistakes. Well. So it's nice to see. It was,
0: <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, I cried so hard during this movie. I could not stop crying. It was just so moving you know like and who knew I I think it's so funny it surprised me again the second time I saw it well I mean you know spoiler alert but if you've read the book like it surprised me the ending of the movie that's what I'll say you know the ending right and I, mm-hmm. it's such an obvious ending, but you don't. I mm-hmm. didn't see it coming twice that I'd already seen the movie once. Like it's just, and also, I think what surprises you is you're like, oh my god, I'm so emotional about this. By the end of the movie, the simple thing happens to Margaret, the mom, and Margaret are sharing this moment. It's the simplest thing in the world, but I'm like weeping like a baby. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and I was not, which is a, I feel a reversal for us. I I do cry at movies so easily and but it didn't quite affect me emotionally the way I had hoped
0: it would well I wonder also I was sitting there with my 10 year old I wondered if you would have Mm -hmm. a different experience raising a boy than I'm having raising two girls right like you Mm -hmm. don't think about periods and getting boobs and stuff as much as I do right That's a part of my daily life is, is I see my girls going through the things that I went through. So there's a real, it's, it's a running theme in my house, whereas you might be more distant from it.
1: Yeah, that's possible. Uh, You know, I, I wanted Casey to see it, to have a deep understanding of what girls are going through at this age. So I was going to bring him, but you know, I said not much is happening and I do think it's true. It is quite slice of life. Yeah. It's not a real plot driven movie. I do. I love a plot. I love a real. Yes. Something happening at all times. I'm also invested emotionally in it. And I thought it was touching and sweet. But I'm just saying for Casey, who loves Marvel movies, he he would have been bored silly. He's just not he doesn't go there with emotional movies. Yeah. We, we watch Field of Dreams and these movies yeah. that should hook him. And for the first 15 minutes. He's like, How how much longer is it? Is something going to happen soon? Ooh. He doesn't tolerate setup very well and just people talking about their feelings. That's not his right. jam. Right. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't have liked it then. I don't know. We may never know. Although we watched. I, was, I think it, you should. I, can't, I don't think I said on the podcast, I had him watch The Birdcage. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he got a little bored because the beginning is all set up. Mm-hmm. But once it kicked in. And once the people were all together in the apartment, he was howling with laughter. Oh, that's So that was great. very successful. <laughs> I love that movie.
0: Okay. Uh, well, maybe, you know, I know how to solve this. Why don't you, he has a birthday coming up, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be 13. Mm-hmm. Why don't you have an Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret birthday-themed party? And then he and all his friends can watch it. And then you can see, you know what I mean? You know what's interesting, Mandy? What? At
1: Miss At Rehearsal. I caught you two snuggling on a on a chair together outside, uh, and I thought it was the sweetest thing ever. He he truly views you as an aunt or godmother or something. Yeah. He's very very close to you and trusts you oh, and loves you and thinks you're hilarious. Yeah. A lot of guys. When I tell him that's your idea, that's
0: all going to disappear. Look, you are going to be dead to him. Th- so, this reminds me of something I thought earlier because this happened to me. Um, that I, I was like, what's going on? I think a lot of guys are into older babes. You know what I mean? So it doesn't surprise me that Casey's got these feelings, you know? The snuggling, right. the like wanting. That's what I was saying. Yeah. 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 This is this is very sexual. It's well, I don't know if it's sexual, but you know. Like Romance. it's hard to it's well, it's just like, I mean, hot is objective. Like whether you actually want to date the person or not. That's an objective observation, right? And a lot Mm -hmm. of gals I'm saying is like, I didn't know this before, but you know, younger guys are sometimes into older babes. That's all I'm saying. All right.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, you have my blessing. I would love to be your (laughs) mother-in-law. What a dynamic. That would be fantastic. Let's make that happen. Uh, I'm
0: I can't even that, <laughs> see it's funny. That took it too far for me. <laughs> like, oh God. Oh my God. I just imagined like a wedding and then being married to Casey and being like, I'm so sorry. This started off as a prank. And I you should go, you should go find, find a girlfriend and lead a long, happy life. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Anyway, your dad would be crushed. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought the set design
1: and the costumes were meticulous and oh, perfect. Oh God, the 1970s. And the time I did. Cry was when Judy Bloom appeared on screen. Did you catch her? No. So, when they first move out to the suburbs, they show beautiful street, uh, tree lined streets and lovely houses. Yeah. And a lovely older woman walking her dog and she beams into the camera for a second. And it was Judy Bloom. And I grabbed my heart and it was like, oh, God, there she is. There she is. Oh. It
0: was just a second. I don't think I would walking walking know Judy Bloom if I. Ran into her with my car. Oh. I would not that I would ever oh. do that, but it's not something that happens a lot, is <laughs> what I'm saying. Please. I'm just saying I don't think I would know her. I couldn't pick her out of a crowd. But yeah, I, I, I love her because she was like, if you think about it, she was like the uh, Dr. Ruth for uh, young girls.
1: Yeah, we learned, and we she and and we felt seen and heard in our insecurities and our questions and our bodies. It was uh, yeah. She is an inspiration and i heard a quote that she said recently that i'm going to start to cry that librarians are heroes they can save a child's life by giving them the right book at the right time
0: oh that's so
1: it's, sweet think of how many kids are feeling disenfranchised or lonely or scared and if some if, if if somebody steps in and says here's a book about somebody going through that too it's oh yeah
0: yeah it's really sweet, Judy Bloom. She's a hero. <laughs> she is. She's yeah, yeah. A treasure. That's another yeah. reason why I'm glad you went to the theater to see it because that's this is the kind of movie that I want to support. Honestly, like yep. I'm oh, absolutely so tired of all the Marvel and the violence, and I have to navigate this. Like, I, you know, my kids aren't ready for most of it. But it's all that they're Mm -hmm. offering because they keep trying to push the envelope and they don't just let people be like intimate, emotional. It's why The Big Chill ended up being one of my favorite movies of all time. And arguably there's nothing that happens in that movie. Right. It's all just people sitting around talking and sharing and having one weekend of working out their emotional arc. You know, but it's not. There are some splits. It's not really plot driven. There's some stretching and some splits. (laughs) There is a lot of stretching. She's so flexible.
1: She's very flexible. Yeah, Uh, Not as an actress so much, but (laughs) as as a body. Um, One movie I would highly, highly recommend is for you and the girls. Have you seen Little Manhattan? No. Oh, God, I love that movie so much. It's probably twenty years old now. Josh Hutcherson is the lead little Manhattan. Uh, I don't even I've never even heard yeah. of it. What's it about? Oh, it's um, it's written by Jennifer Flackett, directed by Mark Levin. I just want to give credit where credit is due. It's essentially like an Annie Hall, but starring eleven year old. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's a New York love story between this 11-year-old boy and the girl at school. And they are so, it's so touching. And the things they're dealing with are real, but there's a lot of
0: laugh out loud funny. And I love that movie, Little Manhattan. Oh, my God. Well, Delilah's obsessed with New York. She got assigned New York State for her state report for fifth grade. (laughs) Mm-hmm. and Aww. but she was obsessed with New York before that she was like mom for my 11th birthday can we go to New York City and see Broadway shows I was like uh calm down <laughs> that's something mommy gets to do on her birthday but you're 11 <laughs> yeah uh, but then of course I said yes and I booked us tickets uh, <laughs> I'm kidding
1: are you going in July no, no,
0: I, we are going east oh. we are going east because we're going to for Patrick's dad's birthday, but I, I, we so we may or may not actually end up in New York. That kid, man, she gets, she gets stuff. We may end up in New York city. We'll see. Uh, But yeah, she's obsessed with New York. So I think that would be great. Although I will say, I, I tend to, we tend to show them things. This is so silly, but because they're girls, (laughs) we tend to show them things that are not like uh, every girl wants a boyfriend and that's all about love stories. Even though, like, I had the exact opposite thing when I was a kid because there was nothing but, con- like, everything had a love story and a love interest. I think Moana yeah. was the first Disney movie to come out that didn't have some sort of love interest. Right. And right. I think that uh, we are trying to show them stories that aren't that so much because right. I want them to have a broader view of the world.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? I totally love that and respect that, but they need to see Little Manhattan. So you need to fuck it. Well, maybe I'll
0: make that the theme. Sprinkle this in. I'll make that the theme for Delilah's birthday party. And then we. Little Manhattan. Yeah. And we'll see. (laughs) We'll just see (laughs) if that was a good idea.
1: You know, if you balance it all out and if you show them Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Then again, Little Manhattan. So it's like one thing that's not. Well, they love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah something that's not about romance yep then you can <laughs> include stuff that's about romance would you ever sh- and i think yeah. i think little manhattan isn't as much about romance as it is about growing up and kids learning how to ask for what they want oh. and going through you know i mean it's it, yes there's a romance but it's they're 11 years old it's the it's not all about if i don't have a girlfriend i'm no good right it's not Pretty in Pink, or a lot of those John Fuse movies, which those messages now I feel are outdated. Yeah, But this is too sweet. Oh, I
0: can't wait to see it. All right, I'm putting... Invite me over. I want to watch it with them. Okay, we'll have a movie night. Would Casey watch that movie or has he already seen it? He
1: has seen it and he was bored, but I would make him watch it again. I think I showed it to him when he was a little too young.
0: Well, he was probably nine or ten and I forced him. And We can have those clockwork orange things. We'll get one of those eye, yeah. eyelash curlers on both eyes. We'll just yes. hold his little eyes open. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Um. Well, Uh. I, are you ready to give it man jobs? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I, I'll give it
1: four man jobs. Yeah. I liked it. I just didn't. Go to a, a place of absolute love. I can't give it five. Yes, but I liked it very, very much, and I'm very glad I saw it.
0: I I think that anytime somebody tells you a movie's amazing, it you set the bar very high, and that that's tough. Uh, I give it yeah. five. It blew me away. I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. So five for me. I saw it twice, which I never ever do. You know that. I barely yeah. want to. I mean, I barely want to do this podcast twice, you know, because it's I'm not a repeater. Um, I
1: understand. <clears throat> do you
0: know that I i did? I told Patrick that the show was terrible just to see. And then when he came, he was like, the show was great. I was like, see, exactly. When you set the bar low. Miscast, you told him it was terrible. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how it's going to be. And then, yeah. its you know, right. he came in and I was like, see, huh? Better than yep. you expected, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's share the people with what's not what's really amazing the most Im- share the people share with the people did I say sorry yeah you know, Yeah. I'm a rock star we need coffee. and it was a long night I know um, I know <laughs> hey guys uh, Man Cave is a production of Two Story FM music by Ian Post and engineering by Pete Wright and if you would like to not even if you would like to look we are saying do this this is like a dominatrix thing get your phone's out, and find the little purple button, the Apple Podcast thing, and go on and leave us a review if you're enjoying what you're hearing. Uh, and if you're not, uh, then leave that review on SmartList. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We appreciate you. We would love to hear what your thoughts of the movie were in the in the review bit. So yes, we'd love to hear from you and. what what else what else can we tell the people it
1: helps us find more audience when we have more reviews and more people leave comments and five stars it helps us grow and we want to grow it also helps us grow if you become an official Fandy so that's mancave.com slash Fandy five bucks a month gets you bonus content a birthday message a we, we do a pre-show every episode so sometimes we come in laughing or referencing what we did in the pre-show if you want in on it join us, become a Fandy and you can join us on Discord at mancave.com slash Discord talk to us we've uh, met some nice people get, on
0: that Discord
1: yes, and get some merch, mancave.com slash merch, you get t-shirts for the summer and coffee mugs and mouse pads and whatever you want, Yeah, with all of the hilarious things we come up with, and we just love and need your support. So thank you.
0: We love it. We love you, and Aaron Moore. If you happen to be listening to this <laughs> podcast, I'm throwing down. You better come meet us in the Discord. Um, all right. Well, as tradition merits, I have a game. Although I love a game, it's a you know I like to put a little twist on the normal games, right? I don't have a lightning round for you, but I am going to time it. Okay. and I will pause the timer if you... just because you have better places to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want you to go on and on. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I uh, I'm gonna time it because there's a lot, and uh, I think it'll be mm-hmm. fun for you to sort of feel that. I know you like to feel that tension of. I like the pressure uh, I gotta get... of a timer. I know I do. You do. Yes. yes, of course. Yes. like I I haven't just met you. Um. Nice. So, but th- so this game is truth or dare. Okay love it. Yep, I love I it. know you're going to love it. And but here's the thing. Although I did just get scared like
1: I used to get in 7th grade.
0: <laughs> well, I think this is going to be or like, dare.
1: Oh god, what am I going to do? But this is a
0: truth or dare and it's a and it's entirely questions about first times, first things, okay? So, okay. you can go as fast as you want. You can elaborate if you need me to pause the timer, I will. But uh I think you know, I but you're going to have plenty of time. Don't worry. And here's the thing. The dare part of it is if mm-hmm. there's any question you don't want to answer, then you have to wear your bathing suit to the mall.
1: Okay. That's so what never going to happen. So I got to answer so, all these questions. Yeah, mostly
0: this game is And are true. you going to answer them too? I want to hear your answer. Oh, well, if you want to ask me, then we can pause the timer for that. How's that? Okay. <laughs> all right. You ready? Timer yeah. has started. All right. Mandy Kaplan, first kiss.
1: His name was Jack Campbell. We were ten. It was at summer camp, and our heads were pushed <gasps> together by
0: older kids. You're kidding? Was it magic? Non-consensual? Oh no! Oh, that's not great. Okay, well, uh, as a consolation, Jack Campbell sounds like a great name for a mayor. You know what I mean? Yeah. I bet he's. Oh yeah, yeah. I bet he's the mayor of. I'm like, sure he's done very well. Uh, Ohio somewhere. I'm Jack Campbell, and I request your vote. Maybe.
1: The mayor of an, an entire state.
0: That's impressive. Well, I couldn't think go back to I was is Akron in Ohio? It all is, right. Yeah. Well there you go. Let's I bet he's the mayor of Akron. Okay. First crush. Oh, Peter Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Out of all the Brady boys, that was the one. Okay. Yeah. Uh first time you ever heard about masturbation.
1: Um <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> A childhood friend used to lean on the corners of tables and wiggle. (laughs) And I remember calling her out and she explained it.
0: (gasps) Really? You were like, why are you leaning on that
1: table? Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? What? Yeah. Oh,
0: like she would scissor her legs (laughs) leaning on the corner of the table. And um, was this like in math class? That's pretty interesting. It it was at home. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right. It was at juvie. All right. Uh, first time a relative made an inappropriate remark. <laughs> Pass. I have no idea. What would you, I have you a tell story. a story? Oh well, sh- yeah. yeah. My uncle Bob, uh, he, I think he was being innocent enough. It's just one of those things where like you check, you know, you're looking at a child her whole life. And then all of a sudden I had these tiny, tiny little boobs coming in and I wasn't wearing a bra yet because those are horrible. That was my favorite line in the movie, by the way. <laughs> She was like, "Right, I I can't wait to take it off." And Rachel says, "Well, or the mom says, welcome to womanhood.'" Um, yeah, I laughed out loud. Anyway, Uncle Bob was like, "Oh, Mandy, you're just growing some really broad, broad uh, uh uh shoulders." <laughs> but he kept trying not to say boobs, boobs, boobs. He was like, "But right. ah b- uh, b- uh, shoulders." And of course, everyone at the table, oh, Uncle boob. I know exactly. I got past it, though, but I thought it was kind of funny, funny. All right. Uh, first time playing Spin the Bottle, if ever. I don't remember Spin the Bottle.
1: I remember playing Seven Minutes in Heaven. You did? And and I walked into the closet. I can't remember who it was. I was so racked with terror that this was happening. And I put a vacuum cleaner in between <laughs> us, and I said, don't even think about touching me. <laughs> And we stayed in there until they said, okay, you can come out. And we came out looking all sheepish, like maybe we had been making out. But there was a giant vacuum cleaner. In my mind, it was from 1945, this giant vacuum cleaner. And I put it right in between us. And
0: you didn't even think to say, well, that sucked. Right? Like, sucked. No?
1: (laughs) I guess. Like a Hoover. (laughs)
0: Um, what about you? Did you did you play spin the bottle? No. You were a whore. No. I know you did. No. Oh come no, on. No, I was long distance. I was on a ranch. I was still playing like Wizard of Oz with my dolls and my manchis. Chi I was playing. I was building forts in the backyard. I swear to God, I was long distance. I didn't have neighbors. You know, we didn't. There wasn't time at a dance to play spin the bottle. I was alone. You can call it <laughs> your clitoris. You don't have to say Monchichi. On the podcast. Oh, you know I know the song, right? Ma chi ma chi So ma-chi-chi. Soft and cuddly. Um and I used to actually sing that about my vagina. So that's very insightful. Yep. That's very insightful. Okay. Uh, what was your first camp experience? Oh, like just going to yeah. campy? Yeah, just going to camp. What was your first camp? I went.
1: Um I went to camp see Samaka. My sister was nine, so she was ready for sleepaway camp. I was five. I was not. They sent me anyway. Oh. And I was So homesick and stricken and trying to find my sister to help me through it. And my sister was like, "Mm -mm, get away from me. And my sister listens to the podcast. She knows what she did. She wanted nothing to do with me. And I was so... So homesick, I think I spent the whole time in the nurse's office crying.
0: Oh, no, that's not at all the opening montage of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, which looked really fun.
1: Mm-hmm, which made camp look like it is.
0: Because now I'm such a camp person. Yeah. Did, did you go to summer camp? Uh, I My first camp, I think, was 4-H camp. And I had no idea what camp was. I had no idea why I was going. All I remembered was mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was writing my name in my underwear. And for the first time, I had to change my clothes in front of other kids, Right. It was that weird yeah. thing of like, oh, there's the showers and we're all just going to, okay. and then there was uncle Bob <laughs> just making comments. Right. It just oh. appeared. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a creep. It was just a mistake, but yeah. Um, I'll be the judge. Of okay. That. Uh, your first, I
1: like that your, your memory of camp started with writing your name in your underwear. That is so cute, yeah. but Sharpies, that's what we
0: did. And yeah. we had a water balloon fight. I'd never had one of those. That was really fun <gasps> oh, or an arts and crafts table. That's when I learned I wasn't crafty. Um, uh yes. okay, your first best friend, her name was Tara, and we're still in each other's lives. And
1: how did you meet? Our moms met with like st- our moms moved into the neighborhood and had strollers, and we're like, oh, how old is yours? Oh, mine's a year older, and we just became
0: family best friends. Oh, that's sweet. I love that. You didn't love you her. didn't even have to work She's for that. That's amazing. Nope. uh, the first book you ever became obsessed with, obsessed.
1: I, I think Bridge to Terabithia. I
0: read it. Over and over and over and over. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, The first game you ever, you remember, like, that you played with your neighbors. Like, the first time you remember that. Did you ever have a game that you guys all played? I mean, pretty standard stuff. Tag and pickle. We used to play
1: pickle. What the heck is pickle? Like, the baseball term when you're running bases. You're stuck between the two bases and they're trying to throw you out. We used to play that a lot. Oh, I've never even heard that game. i pretty athletic, That's amazing. Okay, what games did you play? I know they involved horses.
0: Uh yes, I used to pre- marry my horse. Yeah, <laughs> um I used to pretend that I was the daughter of a millionaire, and I would ride my horse and I would ride on the road, and then every time a car would come, I'd hurry up and get my horse in behind a tree so that they didn't see that I'd run away from my millionaire father, and he was looking for me, but he was a bad man. um. Yes, he was. And then sometimes we would play like cops and robbers kind of thing, but like we would chase each other on our horses. But then also Wizard of Oz was a standard and uh, also Uh a game called Queen and Princess. And I'm not sure what Hmm. that had to do with, except there was a queen and I was the princess and we put each other in jail a lot. It was a lot of jail.
1: There was a lot of jail. I I remember that too, because we would play a specific kind of tag with a jail and you had to break someone out. But I... I will say, if not neighborhood, it was just Tara and me. We would play Silver Spoons girlfriends. Oh, and I was a nice kid, and I would let her be Ricky Schroeder's girlfriend, even though I was madly in love with Ricky Schroeder. But I liked a bad
0: boy, so I was Jason Bateman's girlfriend. Oh, you're so nice. Does he know this? Can we get in touch with him? Because I think I'm sure we can. Yeah, through our podcast connection, definitely. And then,
1: and then Tara and I would play like grown up roommates. (laughs) right we would you know we would be we would pretend we had an apartment and we had jobs and she was usually a nurse and i was usually a performer and the whole game was going back in her room and changing clothes because i have a date tonight and she has a she has to go to work and then coming back and going how was your date it was really good oh i have to change cuz now i have to go to work <laughs> All we did was change
0: clothes and talk about our lives. <laughs> that was playing a part to us. Oh, my God. I love that game so much. I love it. Yeah. I remember one time playing with my friend Stephanie. We were playing concert, right? So we had to get up and mm-hmm. make up a song and sing. And then sit, she would sit down mm-hmm. and then I would get up. And one time mm-hmm. she was making up a song and she was going, She her song was, Desperado, why don't you, you know, she started that song and I was like, uh, that's, you're not making that up. And she's like, yes, I am. I'm like, "Mm, no, that is, (laughs) that is a real song. You are not making that up. Oh, she knows what she did. Is Stephanie's last
1: name Pants on Fire? (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes, (laughs) it is. Stephanie Pants on Fire. All right. Well, our, our, our timer went off. Uh, but, uh, I have one last. But what delightful memories. Yeah, yes, one ahead. last. First time you ever realized you made a mistake. I am I hope it happens yeah. soon. I think it, would, it will be a valuable moment for me. Okay. Well, mine was in my 40s, so you still have time. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I still have plenty of time. <laughs> well. <laughs> um,
1: oh, gosh. Well, thank you. That was so delightful. Oh. I, like, we learned yes. childhood memories mm-hmm. and... Tara doesn't listen to the podcast. That's why I love that movie so
0: much. It brought back so much sweetness. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Okay. I uh, am assigning you... I'm sorry. Did you say Tara
0: doesn't listen to the podcast? Doesn't? No, she doesn't. I know she doesn't. How could she still be your best friend? You guys are working on that, right? Is there there legal getting involved? I've talked to her. She's just not a podcast person. Oh, you know, I get that. None of my family are podcast people. Oh, I know. (laughs)
1: Um. Okay. So oh. I am assigning you something quite obvious. Oh. Okay. In terms of our history and our preferences, Dirty Dancing. It is John Mulaney's new special, Baby J. On. Netflix. Oh. It's been out for a couple weeks, and I've been waiting. Fantastic. So Baby J, John Mulaney, not watching with the kids. Love it. Uh. But I'm excited. I love it. That sounds great. All right. I love it. I love you. I'll see you next. See week. See you next week. <laughs>